Arsenal legends Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. The News Round on Off The Ball. With Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave for your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now. Now you're welcome along, own on YouTube. Has everyone simply forgotten Man City are under investigation for multiple breaches? I think you'll find 115 to be exact, own of financial fair play. So even if they do win the treble, they may end up with no trophy. Well, I think the odds on them being punished with their many, many lawyers and all their money to defend this forever just feel very remote. But no, we haven't forgotten it. In fact, it was a big part of our conversation last night with Jonathan Wilson about how a Man City treble in 2023 would feel so different to a Man United treble in 99. So that is waiting for your own. You'll find it. It's a good conversation. Michael McCarthy's still here. Hiya. Trimber Juventus were docked a load of points there a while ago. Oh, wait, <laughs> what happened that? Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. People with money and reputations do not get punished in this world, Joe. I think we already know that. Okay. Richie McCormick is with us. Hello. How are you, lads? We are very well. So plenty going on. Let's get stuck into the news round. It is, as ever, brought to you with thanks to Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition is available now. Where are we starting, Rich? Uh, there's three other games tonight. It's almost hard, uh, yeah. easy to forget. Pardon me. Nottingham Forest could well climb out of the bottom three if they be Brighton at the city ground. As expected, no Evan Ferguson risked for the visitors there tonight. Liverpool are away to West Ham and they're without Ibrahima Kanate in their defence. Uh, Joel Matip takes his place alongside Virgil van Dijk. And there's a West London derby at Stamford Bridge where Chelsea play Brentford. We are all over the football this evening. We'll keep you updated. Live commentary, if you're just tuning in, of Manchester City against Arsenal is on the menu. Now, Dan McDonnell in the Irish Independent had a big story this morning about the Mm. massive amounts of money from the betting levy which have gone towards horse racing and greyhound uh, racing over the last 20 years, give or take, Rich, and it's um, been discussed in the Dáil. I wouldn't say disgust. We'll get to that in a moment. But the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, has suggested he's unwilling to revisit government policy on the distribution of taxes from betting. The FAI has submitted a 77-page report to the government highlighting flaws with the Horse and Greyhound Racing Fund. Set up in 2001, that fund sees all betting excise duty in Ireland split 80-20 between horse racing and greyhound racing alone. The report's authors, KHSK Economic Consultants, say those sports now only account for half of bets placed in Ireland. They claim if the fund was split fairly then football would receive around 20 million euro annually KHSK say of nearly 29,000 people quoted by Deloitte as working in the equestrian industry nearly a quarter of those worked in bookies with a further 7,000 not directly involved at all when questioned about the report today by Labour leader Aon O'Reardon the Taoiseach had this response I just don't agree with your approach on this I, I wouldn't pit sport against the question industry that we have in Ireland. We've increased funding dramatically for sport over the past couple of years, and we're going to continue to do so. Um, There was a time when the budget for sport in Ireland was something like 7 million euros. Now it's like 150 million euros, and we're going to continue to uh, invest in sport. But I don't think you should pit sport against the equestrian industry. The equestrian industry in Ireland, horse sport, racing, stud farms, all of that, it employs tens of thousands of people. It's worth about a billion, a billion euros a year. And I just think it's wrong. If you want to do them down, do them down. But don't try and pit them against sport. That's not fair. 
So in Dan's piece, for those of you who haven't had a chance to extraordinary response. read it, and I would recommend it, the figures, as Richie outlined, 1.5 billion between 2001 and 2021. It comes courtesy of the betting levy. And I would say at times when the betting levy hasn't been enough, the government have to- topped up that fund anyway to the tune of 494 million over these 20 years in taxpayer money but it's so it's 1.5 billion paid out but 494 million of that is not the betting levy it's just further taxpayers uh, money as Richie alluded to uh, the Irish Independent in their piece spoke to industry insiders and so football these days accounts for pretty much 50% of betting greyhound racing is somewhere around 7% and yet it's uh, receiving 20% of that 1.5 billion over 20 years. And the point is made in Dan's piece that all this money has, for instance, allowed Horse Racing Ireland to raise levels of prize money when the stats show that all this prize money mostly benefits a privileged few, some of whom are not tax resident in this country. And they're very much classed as industries as opposed to sports. That's what Leo Varadkar's getting at there. And uh, the point is made in Dan's piece as well. I think it's a, a fair one to ask, and it's a point KHSK make. They say Ireland is recognised as a world leader in horse racing. So why is it still so reliant on state funding, given the wealth visible around the dominant upper echelons? And in the case of greyhound racing, why is this declining industry kept afloat by tax funds? when this parachute isn't extended to other sectors of Irish society, let alone other sports, but other sectors of Irish society aren't so well looked after. I think um, it is one of the great deals uh, back in 2001 yeah. ever managed. I mean, I think there's a piece in how it all came about because it must be one of the great deals ever swung by any sport or industry in this case. But 1.5 billion and 494 million of that is from taxpayers' uh, money to top up the betting levy. I, I, I just don't think anyone thinks it's appropriate. Except for Leo Varadkar, seemingly. You know, like, this is what we have to... Like, if you read Dan's piece this morning, before you listened to Leo Varadkar, there's no way that you weren't chuckling along listening to him because all of the points that Dan... Well, that, sorry, the piece, the report um, uh, laid out that this is what they say. This is about... Uh, the equestrian industry. This is what they say about the amount of jobs that it provides, how much money it brings into the economy, and how that is all completely undermined by the report, yeah. which it actually digs into where that where those jobs are and so on and so forth. And it's like it's absolutely the Taoiseach's response there, you know. And talking about like even I just thought it was kind of a glib thing for him to just blame. It was Aon O'Reardon, Richie, was it? It was asking yeah. the question to, for him to blame him for pitting sport up against the question, whereas actually this is the FAI who have come, uh, who have, have sent this forward. And it just seems like it's not being taken seriously. Now, it's early it's stages not, yet, and it's not probably for the Taoiseach to respond to it. It's going to be for the Department of Agriculture, which is a whole thing in itself as to why horse racing falls under the Department of Agriculture rather than the Department of Sport, you know. So uh, I feel like we haven't heard the last of this by any means, but uh, the whole thing is just fascinating. You're right, though. It's an... <laughs> <laughs> some deal that they got but again it's so black and white it's so black and white it's an amazing stat that that, so the go-to defence is that well there are 29,000 people quoted by Deloitte as working in the equestrian industry but then it turns out a quarter of those work in bookies and a further 7,000 aren't involved directly at all, at all. now should we protect Somewhere jobs in horse racing job. and should we uh, in media okay 
should we yeah. protect horse racing and you know like do we, do you want to see any industry run down no like you know it, it, but no one's recent, saying to uh, run it down no one's saying to, to run it down I know that's, yeah, what, sorry, that's, I, what, that's what Brad Kerr's getting just, at I'm just it's saying like, Rich, I'm not finish. It, and I, yeah I know but it, just that argument itself it's like no one's saying like that it should be run down and no one's saying that they want to see it fail but if it's that's your money you're getting from the government, you can't say it's your money unless you've actually earned it. And the stats show that 50% of betting, like look at any football show and what it's buffeted by in terms of its ads. It's all betting, 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 and it's all football. So 50% of betting money comes from football. No, sorry, it and isn't. It's 50% comes from non-horse racing and From non-horse racing, racing, yeah. And then but, football is about 50% of that yeah. 50%, yeah. But yeah, but like generally, like it's it's not looking to take away their money. It's looking for them to prove that they're earning it. And they can't prove that they're earning it based on those figures that are presented in the report. Uh, let's go snooker. Ronnie O'Sullivan then. Yeah, his hopes of winning an eighth World Snooker Championship collapsed spectacularly this afternoon. He lost all seven frames of the afternoon session to lose 13-10 to Luca Bressel. Speaking to Eurosport afterwards, O'Sullivan wasn't too downcast about his exit. I felt all right. I felt all right. You know, I just thought I'd just got to maybe just hang on and try, just try and graft it out and see what can happen. But, you know, you know, I just, I just never put up any resistance, you know. The chance I did have didn't score heavy enough. Running out of position a lot, chasing the game. Guys playing well against you, putting you under pressure. Sometimes, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you just don't win. You know, that's just as simple as it's simple. You know, the other guy plays better on the day, deserves his victory. Uh, Bressel is going to play either Anthony McGill or Si Jiahui in the semi-finals. They have resumed at eight frames apiece playing the uh, first frame of that session at the moment. Mark Selby resumed 9-5 up on John Higgins and he's some ways uh, towards claiming the 15th frame of that match as well. Of course, the first to 13 will make it through to the semi-finals and play Mark Allen who booked his semi-final spot in his first in 14 years with a 13-10 win over Jack Jones today. Ronnie, go on, Michael. That I is know. Not the script. Are you a new blood man, or uh, you, it's only interesting when Ronnie is there? Probably a touch more towards the latter. Yeah, Arthur was like, "This is great. This is going for the tournament." And look, who wants to see the same guy win it all the time? And I'm like, I was really looking forward to Ronnie versus John Higgins in the final. <laughs> if it got to that, I would have watched all thirty, however many frames there would be. Uh, now I'm like, yeah, we'll see what happens over the weekend. In a world that is changing too quickly before my eyes, Luca never changes. Watching Ronnie John Higgins is precisely what I need. I know, uh, Luca Brassell. Like, I mean, times. I need I need him in the semi-finals twelve years in a row before I develop any kind of relationship with him. So uh, yeah, I mean, that is not the script. Um, well, he was ten six. Like, you know. Going into this session, 10-6 up and lost 13-10. Think about that, like, yeah. for Ronnie O'Sullivan. But it's an amazing story from um, the other side of it. It's just one that we're all going to find it hard to <laughs> get our head around. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the cricket then. Ireland obviously off to a very good start against Sri Lanka yesterday. <clears throat> Yeah, I think this is heading for a draw. Ireland made to toil in the field on day three of their second test with Sri Lanka in Gal today. Sri Lanka opener Nishan Madushka remains not out on 149, with the hosts ending the day on 357 for one. Uh, Captain Dimuth Karantana also made a century, while Kusal Mendes is just 17 runs off his own. They'll resume their first innings in the morning, still 135 runs short of Ireland's total of 492. Are we still happy with a draw, Michael? 
Yeah, well, I mean, the draw is a good result. It's just it's it's very unlikely that you have to get ten, you have to get twenty wickets to win a Test match, and there isn't going to be time for Ireland to realistically get that, having to bat again in the meantime as well. And obviously, they do have to protect their total as well and not get like you know bowled out for eighty five and risk losing the game. So uh, it's looking like a draw, as Richie said. Um, I didn't realise that the this uh, game was being broadcast live on Premier Sports. So if people are interested in it tomorrow, uh, it'll on early in the morning, obviously and throughout the um, early afternoon. So we're watching, if you can. Um, I didn't realise it was on uh, TV here. Trying to take the money off horse racing. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown, says a texture. Uh, is the lack of funding really what's holding the FAI back? They can't even sort themselves out with a sponsor, says John Tipperary. I mean, it's part of it, John, I think. And in terms of what they can do at grassroots, it would go a long way. By the way, I'm not, absolutely, I am not advocating that we just take this 1.5 billion of the last 20 years and somehow just because this is part of an FAI report that we give it all to uh, football. But certainly I I do agree with Roy Barrett and he he gave some very interesting interviews on his uh, departure from the FAI a few weeks ago. I mean, he strongly made the argument that football in this country has been underfunded. And uh, given its popularity... I just think that is a uh, an impossible point to debate. It has been underfunded, there's no doubt. And it relates to the texter's initial point, because we've talked about this a good bit on, on slight tangent. The underfunding, I think, has been largely the fault of the FAI, not solely, but, you know, in not almost fighting their corner strongly enough. And, you know, regardless of whether this is right or wrong or whether the money would be put to use, I'm delighted to see them fight their corner in this mm. regard, because it is... Now, there's another argument to say, like, what is football betting on, uh, you know, Champions League or, you know, Italian Serie A got to do with the FAI? Yeah. You know, so... And I, I mean, I'm sure that's the same with the betting levy for the for horse racing, greyhound racing as well. But at the same time, it, why should it necessarily go to yeah. the FAI or the GEA or, or if you or whoever? Yeah, I don't... I Like, the, the betting levy should not go to whichever sport is generating the most betting. It should just be money taken and distributed evenly. In the same way as sport is... Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, there is GAA on the scene. Rich, live GAA. <clears throat> yeah, the last remaining place in this year's Airgrid All-Ireland Under-20 Football Semi-Finals is up for grabs tonight. Derry meet down at the Boxes Athletic Grounds to decide the Ulster champions. Uh, that is just thrown in. The winners will meet Leinster champions Kildare in next week's All-Ireland Semi-Finals. Kildare, meanwhile, can book their place in the Electric Garden Leinster minor semi-finals tonight with a win over Leash in their last group game. Dublin lead only a draw against Westmeath to finish top of Group 2. There was a 6.30 start in RD. They're southern into the second half there where it's currently loud 5 points, Meath 5 points in their encounter. Carlo, meanwhile, still hoping to reach the knockout phase. They play Group 3 leaders Wicklow. That's at Netwatch Cullen Park and also just underway. Kildare Rising, Joe, two under-20s Lancers mm. in a row. Yeah, we're coming you know, over that. Fair now. enough, they're heading to the Salton Cup in the seniors this year, but it's all but there. We could the win future. it now. Yeah, we'll win it in uh, two not? years' time. Yeah. Um, we should just mention, well, ironically, given the discussion we've had, <laughs> uh, punches ten onto. And I'm sorry when I say ironic. Like the point I was just making earlier on, nobody's advocating the dismantling or running down of horse racing. The point is that racing's in a great place, and as the dance piece says, it is dominated by the upper echelons in many cases, and it, it, it's just worth thinking for a second. This 1.5 billion, 80% of which has gone to horse racing. So we are talking about 64% of state money. 64% of state money is used as the prize money in horse racing. 
So a huge amount of the rate, we're talking, oh, you've got to keep jobs. And I, none of us want to see a single job lost in racing. But 64% of the state support for horse racing is prize money. Now, of that 64%, 21% of it goes to how many owners in 2019? Three. Yeah. So there is a, a huge transfer of state and betting levy money going to three owners. Anyway, punch is 10. <laughs> Yeah, where those three owners either. will. <clears throat> yeah, well, actually, uh, there was a major upset on day two of Punchestown. Odds on favourite Galapan Deschamps was beaten into second in the Punchestown Gold Cup by the Martin Brazel train fast to slow. The JJ Slevin mount won by just over two lengths. Willie Mullins did train the winner in the first of this evening's grade ones with Gaelic Warrior claiming the Irish Mirror Novice Hurdle. And teenage jockey John Gleeson won the flat race aboard a dream to share for 85-year-old trainer John Kiley. Very good. We are out of time. We're going to get over to the Etihad. Richie, thanks, Mel. Nice and nuts. Michael, thank you very much. Cheers, Joe.